What's going on, Steelers Nation Radio, and welcome to another edition of the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. On today's episode of the Blitz, Moats and I have plenty to yap about. It's our last day in studio before we head down to Heinz Field for our on-site training camp coverage beginning next week. But we do have the first day uh, of camp practice officially getting started, so plenty of discussion around that. We want to have some expansion draft conversation, right? You saw in the NA last night an expansion draft what would that look like in the NFL who would the Pittsburgh Steelers protect if they had to an expansion draft we'll have that conversation but we obviously start today with the retirement of uh, another Steelers veteran another Steelers leader Vince Williams announcing his retirement yesterday we will discuss to start the show today here we go Hewler and Moats are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Moats on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. What's going on, Steelers Nation Radio? It is high noon on a Thursday afternoon. That can only mean one thing. It's time to go inside the electric factory here for the next two hours on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. He's Arthur Motes. I'm Wesley Euler. Between the two of us, I mean, you should know the drill by now. We got a really good head of hair and a decade of NFL experience. And if you want to get involved with us anytime this afternoon, you know where to find us. It's on the Twitter.com at Wesley Euler at the body 52. The body. You know what, Motsi? Starting next week, we're going to have phone lines. How about that? Whoa, what what's, are those? What's going on, cousin? What are How those? we doing? What are those? I like it. Dang, Motsi. Back with the phone lines once again. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so starting next week, right, when we are, I guess we are officially in training camp now, obviously, but our training camp uh, coverage officially starts on Tuesday, and we will be simulcast ESPN Pittsburgh and SNR, which to all of our loyal listeners who have been asking us for two years now, when are you getting the phone lines back? When are you getting the phone lines back? Well, today's the last day that you got to get at us on Twitter, all right? And then after that, you can holler at us on the phone lines for a little while but you know where to get at us if you want to get involved we got a very interactive show today obviously we got to start talking about the retirement of Vince Williams we know we want your thoughts on that if you're worried uh, at all about the depth at linebacker position now um, we have a lot of other things to get to it is a Thursday we'll talk to our buddy Brian Bacco we'll have some camp conversation uh, Bacco will join us just before practice and then obviously like I said we'll have a little fun before we get out of here we'll do a hypothetical if there was an expansion draft in the National Football League like there was last night in the NHL who would you protect for the Pittsburgh Steelers what guys would you uh exposed to the expansion team which guys would you protect so that they're not going anywhere in the black and gold all that on the table today so you know where to get at us if you want to get involved but mozi partner we obviously have to talk about uh the surprising news of linebacker vince williams announcing his retirement yesterday uh on the, the day before the first practice of training camp uh, after an eight-year career in the nfl all with the pittsburgh steelers and This was surprising news, Motsi. None of us really, at least I don't want to speak for you, but I certainly didn't see this coming. For me, it was different, man. Um, Multiple times this offseason, you always ask yourself, all right, 
could this be a thing that might spark a guy to make him start to contemplate retirement? And what I mean is this, when he first got released, right? When you're going into, you know, year nine, man, and you get released because of a contract, uh, just scenario where you're trying to get the money right. Sometimes that can make you feel a little type of way, you know, whether sure, it's sure. negatively about the organization or just in general, just like, man, you kind of lose your interest a little bit because it's, it's different for you. I mean, when you're told you're not good enough, when you're told, hey, mm. man, because of this much money, sometimes that plays into it, right? So I said to myself, I could see something like that happening then potentially. But then when we fast forward and he ends up re-signing, we're like, okay, well, you know what? He put that to bed. He's ready to go. And when you follow him on social media, he had been posting highlight clips of him smashing dudes, which got me going because mm -hmm. I'm like, this the Vince that I know, a.k.a. Vince. He's a part of the Killer Bees. Don't you ever forget that. So that, that was my mindset. I'm like, man, he's about to come out here and really compete. We're going we're gonna to find out who's the better man between him and Robert Spillane, more importantly. And I was looking forward to that matchup, baby. I was looking forward to that competition. Oh, me too. It was going to be so exciting. Buddy I, Johnson nipping at the bit like, as well, too. I just thought that it was going to be the perfect scenario. In worst case, if Vince didn't win out the, the starting spot, I just thought that his experience, his knowledge, his leadership – would be so monumental in that inside linebacker room. Oh, absolutely. Because now the veteran in that group is who? Devin Bush. Devin Bush. And, Roberts and, and as we already saw this offseason, leadership, decision-making, maturity. Uh, I'm, I'm picking up what, you, you're, you catch I'm, what, I'm I'm saying? Like, what you're putting down. Yeah, yeah. so so for yeah. me, I was like, oh, man. Like when I, got, when I got to retire, I'm like, Lord, no, Vince, you can't. And it was the day of. The day mm. of reporting day, so I was completely like, yeah. When when he re when he announced it, then man, it, it it went from like I'm happy for him, man, because dude, like this is my dude, I shared the locker room with sixth him, sixth round love pick him, bro. to have like, an eight year career, absolutely, yeah. man. Like you talk about one of the poster boys of the sixth round, like everybody absolutely. talks about Brady, we talk about AV. Vince is another one of those guys. He's played top ten games, uh, he is top ten most games one of those from guys. his draft class, yes. and he was a sixth round pick. Absolutely, man. So for me, like, I absolutely love that. Mm -hmm. But then, once I got off of the my personal emotions towards Vince, sure. then God, it was more so with. just like team, and that's why I got a little concerned, man. Yeah, because you don't give the team a lot of time either. No, it does not. I mean, if this happened a week ago, okay, cool, we got some time. This to happens plan. at mini camp. I mean, you think about it. They called Melvin Ingram and, Ch and Chaz Green the day before training camp, essentially to get their deals done. Now you're talking about day of. People are reporting. You think about the chaos with that, the timing of it, not necessarily the best. But such is life, man. Hey, you know who's out there? Uh-oh. You want to flash back to last year? Uh -oh. I mean, Mozi Nigel Bradham's just sitting out there uh -oh. just waiting for <laughs> Well, you know another guy that's out there that was here? Who's that? Avery Williamson. Ah. He's another guy. He's another one. He is out there. Yes, it, it obviously it, it, it opens a, a lot of different Pandora's box questions about what um, how the Steelers will go about replacing him, what it means for the roster. Uh, but obviously, we 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 want to give our love to Vince Williams as well too. Before we get into all of those specifics, um, fourteen regular season starts last year, seventy tackles, forty-seven of them solo, fourteen tackles for loss, three sacks, four QB hits, two fumble recoveries. Uh, he was top five for tackles for loss in the National Football League. Motsi, um, for a guy who was drafted outside of the top two hundred, I mean, it's a heck of a career. Really is 121 career regular season games, 444 tackles, 48 tackles for loss, 
43 quarterback hits, 20 and a half sacks, five passes defense, five fumble recoveries, two interceptions, one pick six. Love it. And I was wrong. I said he played top 10 games from his draft class. 11th. He's always mm. played top 11 games Here we go. from his draft class. Moti, Bro, how do you even find that part? Listen, you know, I, I got all the I got all the notes, the research, the opinions. Like, you know how I was much research you going to do to do that? Like, I was up late last night, all right, Moti. I barely slept because I wanted to bring it today. I'm happy First for day you. of practice, baby. Woo. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I was like, man, I mean, I said, yeah, the draft class. I was like, you know, he was in that draft class. It was a lot. <laughs> but, but you're right. I... There, there were some, I think, maybe some signs. In hindsight, it's always easy to say yeah. that. But you're right. Some of the things, and I, I was looking uh, at his Twitter timeline here, some of the things that he's tweeted, mm-hmm. um, like I've said before, playing professional sports are extremely stressful and mentally taxing. Mm-hmm. Playing a gladiator sport, you trade your health for your wealth. Facts. Potential wealth. Facts. And then he retweeted some stuff that, that my guy Terrence Garvin said TG, as well, that's too. The homie, absolutely. Um, that you kind of referenced about how yeah. when you get to the end of that of that line, it can really mess with you mentally. Honestly, man, you, you get lost you at can, times. I'm sure you can speak Heck to that. Yeah, Obviously, bro, you've like, gone through that. You go through some phases when you get to the back end, man, mentally, emotionally. Mm-hmm. Like, you talk about your whole career, it's been dog eat dog. Like, I got to get it. It's the only way I know. I have no friends. Even though we're locker mates, even sure, though sure. we spend time together, I still have to look at you as my opposition because you're the difference between me being a starter, me making money, me being able to provide for my family, generational wealth, etc. So that dynamic in its own right always makes it just different. But then when you get to the end of it and now you go from Vince Williams, I want you to be super just aggressive, you that dog biting at everybody to mm. nah. Take that backseat row to Spillane, and now you need to coach him up. Sure. Buddy Johnson, you need to prepare him. Be the mentor guy. Be the mentor. You, you, you don't have a dog in this fight anymore. You know how hard that is, bro? Like, mentally, emotionally. I mean, you go from a guy that you looked at as a practice squad guy or as a backup to now he surpassed you. Like, it's different. I've experienced it. Anthony Chicklow, I, I love Chick. That's my dude. But I told him plenty of times. I'm like, man, think about this. Bro. I remember when you got released – your rookie year here as a draft pick, and you was embarrassed sitting next to me, almost in tears. And we talking about it, working through it. Then we go through your career, yeah. and then at the end, what happens? You pass me, I'm the one having to coach you up now. Like that's different. That's di- that. There's not many that, industries hey man, where it that, is hard. There's no other industry that really is where that such happens. a hard thing, and especially when you still feel like you can do it. Vince, he still feels like he could do it, and at a high level. So now when you change that narrative. That's different, man. It, it will it will make you you. It, it goes a couple of ways, bro. One way is, man. You know what? I'm done with it. I'm cool, man. Yeah. I'd rather just walk I away. My, I made my money. I did what I did. I made my I mark. Still re- got exactly. my relative health. Um, and, and, and I'm gonna leave on my terms. Y'all can figure it out on your own. Right. Okay. Right. That's one way you can go about it. Other way you can go about it is, you know what, dude? I'm, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna chill about it, man. I, hey, I got you. I'm into you, bro. Cut the check. I'm into you. That was my approach. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I ain't even going to trip. Just cut me the check, bro. As long as you're going, you pay me a couple mil a year to coach him up, hey, I will swallow my pride for that. I'll do it. We got a price for everything, and that yeah, was man, my hey, price for it. Everyone's got a price for everything. I said, okay, I can do that. Yeah. Or you got the other approach where I allow James Harrison. I'm pissed off the whole time. I'm going to be Aaron a Rogers. cancer in here. And if you don't let me play, we'll send me somewhere else. Aaron Rodgers, Absolutely. Brett Favre. Tom Absolutely. Brady did that with Jimmy Garoppolo. Absolutely. So we've seen multiple yeah. ways of doing oh, it. Yeah. 
And it's what well, we always say is more than one hey, way to skin a cat. We, we, <laughs> you know? we had that similar dynamic here with a couple wide receivers a yes. few years ago. Yes, we did. So to me, when I see that, I'm just like, okay, he chose that option. And I'm completely fine with that option, man. I chose this middle option, but we've seen examples of guys that chose the other option. Right. I do think he chose. do what's right for you. Uh, yeah. And, and I will say this, though, in terms of perception, in terms of reputation, that's probably the better way to do it. Hmm. Like, either mine or how he did it in terms of retiring. Like, versus, burn out versus fade away. Right. That whole Ver- conversation. Versus going and trying to be hard and buck the system. Sure. sure. And, and going that route because that, that isn't going to end well either for you. Which is when we're talking post football. Right. You know? Right. Big picture. Right. Big picture. But as a whole, man, like, I could, I could definitely understand where he, where he was at mentally, though, man. Like, it's, it's different. It's different. And it is, like, that's one of the reasons why, I mean, I, I love doing this show with you for a lot of reasons, but particularly when we discuss topics like this, because, I, like, I can say, I, I can only imagine what that feels like. But, man, unless you've lived it, that's that that has to be taxing mentally. Like, it absolutely has to. Oh, yeah, for a fact, man, because literally... You're Especially, di- too, when it's think, the same organization. Ben's but, but, been with the same organization for eight seasons. And, and think about this. He's dealing with it how I just told you. That doesn't even account for when the media talks about it. Hmm. Is Spillane better than Vince? Is Vince better than Spillane? Sure, sure. Is Buddy Johnson going to be the starter? Sure. Is Devin Bush the starter? Where does well, Vince fit into this? How much can they this? afford to pay Vince so, Williams to so, come so, back? So just imagine now when it starts, you're hearing that on top of everything I just described to you on the interpersonal level, and you got to see this dude every day. And that's your teammate, so you got to be happy when he balls out. Oh, you're probably out. sharing a locker or a couple hey, hey, hey. spots down okay. from it, and you're in okay. small group meetings okay. together. Yeah. Very intimate. Very, Very intimate. intimate. Yes. Okay. And like you said, you have to be happy when he's successful. Yeah, you can't pat on the no, sideline. No, we've seen how that can't goes. Do the boo-boo can't face. do that. So when you're factoring all of those oh. things. It would be, Mozi, it would be like if, if they were grooming yeah. Jacob or Tom or Kellen to take my okay. job. Okay, and, and uh-huh. I gotta sit here beside uh-huh. him on the microphone and be like, hey, 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 "Chum it up with him, right?" You're doing really well with Moti. Hey, I hey, tell hey, you know what? what? Hey, hey, let me correct this for you, though, man. Instead of saying that, why don't you do it this way as well? Yeah, yeah. and you know how it is. Some friction in the sense too of like, if you're that mm-hmm. younger guy, yep. or you're that you know, like whatever you want to say, more talented. What, like, all right, well, why are you telling me what? The, I'm the one who they're trusting in. Why? I'm not listening well, to you. Well, I've been in that scenario as well. I'm sure you have. It's very uncomfortable <laughs> because you're like, I know I'm the better athlete. I know I'm the better player. But, yeah, you might be a little bit smarter, but I'm still nicer than you. And you have to humble yourself a little bit. I did that my second and third year in Buffalo. <laughs> Ten and 11-year vets. And I'm just like, in my mind, I'm telling myself, bro, I'm faster, stronger. I can do this, this, and that. Like, I don't need to hear this. But then you're you're understanding that, okay, I haven't played this long. I haven't played 10 years in here just right, yet. Right. So that's the part where you have to humble yourself. And that's why for me, when you always hear me talk highly about TJ Watt, Bud Dupree, Jarvis, I'm like, it's rare you get young players that are talented, that are willing to listen, that are willing to just humble themselves, even though they know, hey, man, I'm a better athlete. All three of those dudes, well, I, I'm not going to say Jarvis. Jarvis I, me and Jarvis, we talked about this. Jarvis, I wouldn't, you're not a better athlete than me. He, he, we've had this conversation. I see he's the only first-rounder that I will not say is a better athlete than me. Bud Dupree, though, and TJ White, they better athletes, all right? We already knew that. They're good. But both of those dudes, all three of those dudes, extremely humble to the point where if I take them to the side and say, hey, man, I'm seeing this right here, bro. What about that? Sure. They're, they're open to that. Absolutely. And that's a rare thing because, like you just said, when you're a younger, talented guy – and you're looking at the veterans like I'm a first round pick. Exactly. You're, you're like, bro, you know, I do this and this and this. Yeah. yeah. But when you when they're able to humble themselves 
and say, well, you know, this guy has seen more NFL ball than I have. He's forgotten more. You know what I mean? Like this guy been now they take heed to, and then you see the success, and then it just continues to grow and go and go and go on further and further. So that's one of those things, man. Where. It's just a different yeah. feeling, man, yeah. when you're on either side of that coin, Even, man. You're fortunate enough to – I tell Vince this, man. You're fortunate that you've made it to this part. You've lasted that long. Because most guys don't ever get the full circle approach. Most three, guys three is – Three-year business yeah, for most people. Most of the dudes, you're only on the front end where you're dog-eat-dog. I'm, try, I'm trying to get it from whoever. I don't care how it happens. I don't care who I hurt. I got to get it. It's rare that you make it to the back end where now you have to take that, you know, softer approach. That more – big picture approach that sure. more big brother approach like sure. it's different it's a blessing to get to it and early on i couldn't understand that early on i hear my veteran guy saying i'm like bro you're crazy i would never want to i tell, i'll never be like that man but i look like coaching some, coach my replacement all right he gonna get it how he get it with me <laughs> <laughs> i'll never forget it man uh, but did it. it come full circle you're like I love it. all right i can see now this is this is wisdom <laughs> it, it, it is and and there's i mean there's there's all kinds of stuff that goes into that obviously too um but I can I can certainly see how man just flipping that switch mentally. Um, it's tough. Bro. It's tough. It's, it, like, it, it so absolutely tough, has man. to be. And then you combine that too with, I mean, let's not kid ourselves. We all know the style of football that Vince Williams played. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one ever accused him of playing a finesse game. Let's put nope. it. That, let's put it that way. Uh, you do that for eight years. I mean, you have that mentality for for seven eight years. That that wears on you. I mean, it it absolutely does. Has to. But see, and it wears on you more so though. If you feel like it's not appreciated. Hmm. Up until last year, it felt appreciated. Up until last year, it felt respected. It felt almost like it was per- like well, we were promoted, you know? We know what Vince is going to do. That was Coach Thomas' tagline for Vince since I've been here. You know what Vince going to do. Vince going to hit you in the face. <laughs> Vince coming downhill. Yep. Vince is going to win on every pass rush rep that you put a running back out there. Mm-hmm. He's going to kill him. Mm-hmm. You know what he's going to do. And we applauded it. We loved it. And he felt appreciated. But now you fast forward to this offseason, <laughs> and what starts to happen? You can start to see a little bit of the unappreciation, sure, right? Sure, And now you can see how when you talk about the wear and tear and how it weighs on you. And we and know you're he, like, he dealt with some injuries yeah. last year, so it's it's certainly possible so that now that stuff so is now still now you're asking yourself, now. like, all right. Do I want to do this? Is this even worth it? Yeah. Like, what? Because clearly y'all not viewing me the same way now. Not like I've changed. And I'm sure some people are probably thinking, right? Um, pulse of our listeners, and you guys know where to get at us on Twitter if you want to join in on the conversation. Like, I'm sure some people are thinking, I understand all that. I get all that. I completely, I can I can recognize that. But then why would he have signed the one-year deal a few months ago in the first place? Yeah. But again, maybe a few months ago he's thinking, all right, by the time we get to July and training camp, I'll be feeling yeah. better. We'll be this and that. And right. maybe he got to mini camp and, and, and things were different. Like, things weren't different. And may, yeah. it could have been as simple as, all right, when they initially asked him to take a pay cut and they said, okay, we'll let you test the market and then you can come back afterwards. Sure, sure. It could have been under the understanding that when he came back, he would have a legitimate chance to start. And then say when he did get back, and we're not, I don't know this for a fact. We're speculating right, right. This right is, here. This is, yeah, we it's need a to hypothetical. play the, the, yeah, hypothetical, hypothetical. the hypothetical warning. But um, it could have been a scenario where they told him, hey, you're going to get a legitimate shot to compete. And then OTAs get here, minicamp gets here, 
and he finds out that it's different. Maybe the role was not and what instead, he thought it was Right, instead be. of it being him and Spillane splitting reps, it was more Spillane getting reps and he was getting the left. We don't know this, but I'm just saying it could have been something like absolutely, that. Absolutely, absolutely. And that could have been why he changed Combined his tone. Combined with an right. injury that's still lingering like, and all these it's things. It's that type of stuff. Oh, yeah. And I'm just speaking as a player, that's the type of little things that can affect your mood. That can 100%. change you from being gung-ho, I can't wait to be out here, to – Bro, give me a hoodie. Don't look at me. Don't talk to me. Like, I've been there. In Pittsburgh, I've been there, bro. Like, all, and all of us have. Vince has done it before. Terrence Gard, like, that's my dude. Like, because we, obviously we're all locker mates, man. Sure, We've sure. all been in that phase. But it's just, you know, those are the reasons why a guy could have changed his mind over a three-month span. That's that's ultimately what we're trying to elude right there. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, I again, I it it – can also it can also be a combination of all these different yeah, things, man. Right? It's plenty of stuff that can factor in a guy changing his mind, man. Over like, and I also think about this, man. How many people do you see historically retiring around this time? You know why? Because dudes hate training camp as well. <laughs> Even with training camp being <laughs> softened right throughout the years, it's still a grind. It's still miserable. Heck yeah. It's still not fun. And that's what we would always say. As much as fans love training camp, how many times have I told you this, man? Uh, I absolutely hated training. I can't stand training camp. At least camp. a couple dozen times. Yeah. Like the fans, I love the fans, but I hate training camp because yeah. it it's is the hot. grind. It's a grind. Yes. It is a grind physically and mentally. And not a lot of guys want to do that. So if you already contemplating, man, do I really want this or not? And then something might have happened where, okay. This just set some money. Like, you know what? I'm done with it, bro. Just retire. I'm gonna retire. Mozi, I bet you a good a good portion of our listeners played high school football. I would imagine. Yeah. Especially especially the dudes that 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 are are, are hardcore listeners, our loyal P ones as they call them in the mm-hmm, business. Mm-hmm. Man, buddy, like you know, I I played football through middle school and ninth grade was my last year when I stopped to focus more on hockey. I dreaded high school football training camp. It's the worst, bro. And it was like ten days. It is. And I was going home, and I was sleeping worst. in my own bed. And it, but it was like, oh man, we got ten straight days of two a day practices here. You dreaded that in middle school and in high school. Imagine what that's like in the National Football bro, League. It is the worst. <laughs> like I, I just yeah. <laughs> I, I can't stand it, bro. I hate it. It I is hilarious it. because everybody. I hate it. Everybody who has not played for the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> Has all these hunky dory emotions and feelings and thoughts about Latrobe, right? You ask, you ask mm-hmm. the Dale Lollies and the Mike Pursutas. You ask the Missy Matthews. Um, you ask probably even some of the guys on the coaching staff, right? Yes, they love Latrobe. Everybody loves. Can't Latrobe. get enough of it. It's a good work environment. It lets me get away from talk, my talk family. To the players, man. Lets me get away from all my responsibilities, and I just focus on football. Talk, talk to the real players. Talk out there, to man. the players. <laughs> And 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 not, and not quarterbacks and punters either. Talk talk to them real. Talk to them trenches. Talk to them running backs. Them linebackers. Yeah, ask Tunch and Wolf, and yeah. they'll say, "Oh, this is bullcrap. It wasn't yeah. as hard as it used to yeah. be back in our day." <laughs> yeah, talk, talk talk to them boys, man. But Tunch, I I've told Mozi, I've told this just like you said. I've said this before. I know I've said this before, but it bears repeating in the context of this conversation. A few years ago. Uh, after one of my dad's symphony concerts, mm-hmm. he introduced me to Jack Ham because Jack Ham and his wife are big symphony fans, and so my dad knows I them. I just had that. his jersey on yesterday, too. Did Love you really? Jack, absolutely. Ooh, the big 5'9", baby. You know, that was my high school hockey number was 59. Oh, are you the 5'9"? You know, you got the old 2'9", so you the old 5'9"? I'm the old 5'9". Five... Right. Listen, it's going to be one day they're going to have a, a Pittsburgh Mount Rushmore of 59s. It's going to be uh, Ham, hey now. Gensel, okay. Euler, uh-huh. and then somebody else. We'll figure out the okay. last one. Have the Pirates had a good number? Fi- they have a 59 right now, I think. Um, I don't know. 
but Jack, so right, so my dad introduced me to Jack Ham after the after the concert. And he's asking me, he's like, oh, you know, like you're doing the Steelers radio stuff because he does color commentary for Penn State. Right. So he's still in the football broadcasting realm. And we're, we're chatting about what I do and everything. And I said to him, I said, hey, like if you're, you know, uh, if you're ever up at training camp for a day, because like, he said, he said, if you ever want me to hop on the show or anything like that, he said, I'd be happy to. I said, you ever come out to training camp for a day? You know, I'd love to have Pull you up. sit. I'd love to have <laughs> you sit down with us, you know, for, for some right. time. And he put his hand on my shoulder and he said, Wes, I did the math one time. He's like, I spent more than 52 weeks of my life in Latrobe. He's like, I spent more than a year of my life at training camp in my 11 years with the Steelers. He's like, I have no desire to go back. <laughs> he goes, you'll never just see me out at Latrobe just hanging out at training camp. He said, no thanks, I'm good on that. And that's that's kind of the same sentiment that, that, that most of the ex-guys share. That is a fact. That is a fact. Uh, let's get to some tweets here. Reese tweets us. And says that, you know, he he kind of agreeing with you that that Vince Williams, you know, probably had a lot of time to think about his future over this offseason and everything that transpired with his release and his re-signing um, and, and just kind of, you know, let me step away while I still have my health and mm-hmm. I, I am in a good place financially of having doing this for eight years. Um, Mr. Taylor tweets us and says, what's up, cousins? In, what's o- God, what's in God. honor of Cousin Vinny's retirement, here is my Cousin latest. Here's, <laughs> I, I like that. I love that. Here's my latest off-season trivia question. What team and quarterback did Vince Williams have his first interception against? Oh, I know this one. Oh, is this Cam Newton? Oh, no, no. No, it's, pa- it, no, it's uh, um, it um, Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Yeah, in yep. Pittsburgh. Yep. Yeah, left sideline. <laughs> yeah, I going down to the left side. To have, to have two interceptions being against those guys, yeah. Tom Brady and Cam Newton. And the Cam, Cam Newton was the pick six. Cam Newton was the pick six. Yeah, on the Thursday night when we put up 50. Yeah. Vince Williams only intercepts MVPs, folks. That's, mm-hmm. that's that simple. It's that simple. Yeah. Oh, He yeah. was so hyped when he got that Brady. And he said, yo. I would be too. My first interception on Brady. I was like, yo, let's get it. We were so hyped for that man, bro. Oh, we were so hyped for him, man. <laughs> and Steel City, uh, Reese also adds, I love you guys and happy that you're uh, going to be back to every day. He said, I got to shout out to Moats, too, for all his sacrifice for the Steelers. Sweat, blood, and tears. That's <laughs> that's a grown man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, all love, baby. We just having fun. That's it. We just having a little fun. And then Sensei tweets, uh, I'm happy for Vince, but I really wish it would have happened sooner, not the day of reporting, just for roster reasons. Right, Westman, your game, buddy man. Johnson prediction might have to come to fruition sooner rather than later. Yeah, listen, I said Buddy would be a starter, but I said you're going to have to give him a couple years first. Yeah. I think you're still going to have to give him a couple years first. It's hard. Like, people really don't understand how tough it is to come oh. in here and start. <laughs> Like, not just play in the NFL. To come in here and start. Like, particularly on the defensive side of the football, like, too, dude, man. No, no, no. And not just at any position. Yeah. Outside linebacker, you can get away with it. D-line, you can get away with it. Just go hit the quarterback. Hey, Keep the edge and go hit the quarterback. Inside linebacker? Nah. What? You might as well throw a rookie quarterback out there for all that. Would, would you want a, a fourth-round rookie quarterback out there starting oh. game one? Okay, so think about that same Only thing. Only if it's Dak Prescott. <laughs> And that's I mean, and, that, and that's think the about one that, right? I could think off the and, top of my and head. Even with that, he had the perfect storm, oh right? Oh my gosh, best offensive top, line, best of the offensive line, one of the best Z, running backs. You had Dak. I mean, defense. you had you had Dez still out there. You yep. had well, you had a ton of pieces in leadership. Witten, yeah, we're a little different right now. Yeah, a little different. Right a little now. different. A little different. So you know where to get at us if you want to get in on the conversation. We got more tweets here. We will get to those obviously as we roll along. At Wesley Euler at the Body Fifty Two. Duh. And up next, we'll talk to our buddy Brian Batko. All things uh, Vince Williams, training camp. It's all on the table with our buddy from the Post-Gazette on the other side. You're listening to Steelers Blitz on SNR.